All right, that was, that was pretty good. Hey, those kids did a great job. Thank you all so much for being here. We're impressed. Um, yeah, very grateful. Good morning, everyone. If uh, you're, you're new to Eden Church, we want to extend a special welcome to you. Um, we know that for many of us, sometimes it's a big deal to walk into a place like this, and we're so glad that you did. My name is Daniel Atondo. I'm part of the team here at Eden, and, uh, and I'd love to just invite you right after service. I'll be at the guest table. If we haven't had a chance to meet, I would love, love to get your name, give you a special gift as a thank you for being a part of the conversation today. I uh, do want to say a special welcome to all of our friends who are tuning in online. We love that you can stay connected wherever you are. Recently, I've heard stories of people being in bed at a hotel uh, or driving uh, while someone else is playing the video, and they've been able to stay engaged uh, here uh, during the service, and so we're so glad that you have the freedom to do it. And, uh, and with uh, not leaving anyone out, I want to say a special welcome to all of you who are in the family room. We're so grateful that you guys can enjoy the service as a family. Now, um, today is Mother's Day. And, uh, and, and I just want you to know that the complexity of a day like this has not been lost on us. We realize that uh, for many of you, maybe celebrating Mother's Day is challenging because you don't have the nature, uh, the, because the nature of your relationship with your mother uh, may not be celebratory. Uh, for some of you, you can't spend Mother's Day with your mom, and that's a challenge. And for others of you, you your mother's no longer here. And so we just want you to know that um, this, this is a day that's complex for some of us. We come into this room with a heavy heart, uh, but we also know that there are probably a number of different mother figures in your life that are worth, worth celebrating, and so uh, that's what today is all about, and I, I personally feel grateful. Uh, my mother has played a, a really significant role in my own spiritual development. Uh, it was real serious for her. When I was a kid, my mom taught me to pray. She used to say, you better pray that that juice comes out of the carpet. <laughs> she taught me about justice. She used to say, I hope your kids are just like you so you know how overwhelming you are. And last but not least, she taught me about patience. She said, just wait till your dad finds out what you did. <laughs> so I, my mother's played a huge role in my spiritual life, and I'm very grateful for her. Uh, but today we want to talk, uh, we're going to talk about the patterns of a virtuous life, the patterns of a virtuous life. And we're going to be looking at the book of Proverbs, and, uh, and it, it's going to be some interesting stuff that I think will really help us to celebrate the unique roles that mothers play uh, in our society. And so we're going to read from the last chapter of the book of Proverbs, chapter 31. Uh, it was written by a guy named King Lemuel, and, uh, and he basically writes this microbiography of a life of a virtuous person. And it, he really makes this interesting observation because uh, Lemuel, out of all the unique relationships that he's had over the course of his life, out of all the people that he's met, uh, in his travels, all the dignitaries that he's been in relationship with, all the people that he's connected through his business dealings, the best example that he could find of a virtuous person was the life of a mother. It wasn't a king, not a military hero, not a famous influencer, not a business person, not a religious leader. The example of a virtuous life in Proverbs chapter 31 is personified in a mother. And I think the fact that the Bible even includes this chapter in the book of Proverbs tells us a lot about how God values women. Historically, women have uh, been viewed as marginalized people groups, but mothers uh, have always been important to society. They just haven't always been highlighted. But do not let anyone ever tell you that the Bible is not for women. 
because there is no other ancient book that has ever existed that has elevated the status of women in the world the way that Scripture does. And this morning, we're going to get a chance to take a look at that. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. It says, Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. King Lemuel says that a virtuous wife is more precious than rubies. And in other words, what he's saying is that the invisible qualities of a person is more valuable than financial prosperity. And that is so true because you probably, like I know, maybe know people who have a, a, a significant amount of resources, and yet they still struggle to find trustworthy people in their life. He says that virtue and capacity are two hard, difficult qualities to find among a wife. And he uses this word virtue, which uh, is maybe sounds like an old term that doesn't always seem to apply to our modern day circumstances. But all he's saying when he uses that word is describing someone with character. It means that they're the type of person that will do the right thing because it's the right thing to do regardless, of, of any, regardless if there's anyone else to see them do it. It means that they're not nervous when you look at their search history on their phone. It means that they have no problem giving you full access to their email account. And this is the best part of living a virtuous life, is that you've got nothing to hide. You do not have to guard your speech depending on the group of people that you are hanging out with. Because who you are on the outside is who you are on the inside. And because of this quality... King Lemuel says that she brings her husband good all the days of his life. In other words, he observed that to be in relationship with a virtuous person is a blessing to the people who are closest to you. Secondly, he says that she was productive. Verse 13, it says she finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. I love that the first thing that King Lemuel describes about a virtuous life about this virtuous mother is, is actually her work ethic. You would think that he would be talking about maybe her popularity, the fact that she is uh, fashion forward, maybe she, uh, the fact that she has a lot of influence on Instagram or her wealth, but he didn't describe any external quality. He highlights her habits. It says that she gathered wool from sheep and flax, which was this plant fiber that you have to spin to extract it, and you use that to make your own clothes. And these were both raw materials, all of which to extract these uh, was very tedious and time-consuming. It says that she was up early serving her family. She was managing the household. She was running the household business. She was reinvesting her profits. She was working from early morning until late into the night. Lemuel was saying, if you are looking for a mate, don't look at their eyes, look at their hands. And if she's got calluses on the hands, that's a good sign. I was attracted to my wife when I first met her, uh, not going to lie. But I, like maybe you know, is that uh, beauty is fading, right? And then I saw her work, and I thought, she's the one. 
Okay, she was at this church function carrying tables and boxes. She was sweating. She was a little bit dirty. And I thought, okay, I think I found her. And I would just say this. If anyone is in the market for a mate, find the person who's cleaning up after service. Find the ones who aren't afraid to grab the table or serving in kids. Because the way they serve others will be the way they serve you. You're looking for virtue. You're looking for virtue. And the picture that Lemuel is painting is not of a person who is productive for the sake of personal prosperity. It is a picture of a person who is committed to making other people's lives better. And I don't know if you noticed this, uh, and maybe you have if you've been a part of this community for any amount of time, but God has built this church on the backs of mothers. All of those ladies that you saw leading those kids are all mothers. And they were serving our kids on a day where they were supposed to be celebrated. They were celebrated. But that's the heart of a mother. Then he goes on and he says that she was compassionate. Verse 20. It says, she extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. Not only does she work hard, but she's compassionate for those who are in need. And I don't know about you, but I think that maybe it is human nature and it is very possible that the type of person who has worked real hard in their craft, who has focused and was diligent for years, and as a result of their diligence, they received a lot of blessing in their life and they could come to the conclusion that if I did this by myself, this is all for myself. Because you know the Bible says that God helps those who help themselves. That ain't in the Bible. Okay? Sounds like the Bible. It ain't in the Bible, but it should be. I'm just kidding. But sometimes that is how people think, right? But that wasn't her posture. She had a more dynamic view of the world, and she knew that not everything that she had was for herself. And one of my favorite leadership thinkers, a guy by the name of Truett Cathy, he was a founder and owner of Chick-fil-A, and he was known for personal philanthropy. He said, I try to store any material wealth in my hand and not in my heart so that I always feel free to give it away when the opportunity rises. The same hand that works hard to give generously is the same hand that does it, that receives the gift, that shares the gift. And I think that that is such a unique combination. Number four, it says that she was elegant. Verse 22, she makes her own spreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. It says that she dressed in fine linens. Uh, it was a purple gown. Purple was the color of royalty. And so what this tells us is that she had the ability to engage in a variety of different relationships. That she knew how to work in the household and she knew how to engage with her husband at the, with the civic leaders. And what I love about this part of the passage is that it doesn't demonize wealth or beauty or influence. All it does is it puts it in its proper place. Notice the order. Talked about her character. Then it talked about her work ethic. Then it talked about her generosity. And then it talked about prosperity. Because what Lemuel knew is that most things are not wrong if we put it in its proper place. 
She was classy. She was beautiful. But that was not the most important part about who she was. That was the outcome of a virtuous life. And then he ends with the most important part of her story. He tells us that she was godly. Verse 30. It says, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Verse 31, reward her for all that she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Basically what Lemuel is saying is that all the other attributes were rooted in this woman's connection to God. When it says that she feared the Lord, he's not suggesting that she was afraid of him. He is speaking to the degree that her life was changed as a result of her reverence for God, her connection to God, her rootedness in God. And what is so interesting is that the book of Proverbs ends the same way that it began. Proverbs chapter 1 says that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And for 30 chapters, the book of Proverbs details and paints a picture of what wisdom looks like in everyday life. And then in its final chapter, it uses the example of a mother as wisdom personified. All of these unique attributes were born out of this mother's devotion to God. Her virtue was God's virtue. Have you guys ever hung out with someone so often that you start to act like them? I hate it when that happens. I hate it when that happens. I start laughing like that. The laugh I have today came from my friend Ernesto in college. It's this high-pitched hyena laugh. But when you start hanging around people enough, you start acting like they do. You start talking like they do. Your jokes are kind of the same. You start dressing at the same place, buying clothes from the same places that they buy clothes, and that's all a good thing. That just happens when you're in close proximity to people. But that's what happens to your life when you are in close proximity to God. Her virtue came as a direct correlation because of her connection to God. She was wise because she feared the Lord. And Scripture says that you can either build your life on the rock, which is solid foundation, or you can build your life on the sand, which is a weak foundation. And if she had everything, every bit of those attributes, but it wasn't connected to God, it was still a weak foundation. And under the right circumstances, could all be blown away. But a life with God means that even if you had nothing, you would still have everything. What I love about this passage is that it didn't say that she was perfect. It didn't say that her meals always turned out right. It didn't even say she cooked, I don't think. <laughs> Must have been a modern woman. <laughs> didn't say her house was always clean. Didn't say that her kids always behaved or that his, or her life was without turmoil. It did not speak to the things that were outside of her control. It just highlighted her patterns. And so I don't want you to read this and for us to cover this passage this morning and hear what it did not say. It's not saying that moms have to be perfect. And I think that moms kind of stand at the intersection of a really unique spot in our culture. And as a result of that, they carry so much weight. 
And I think that there are probably a lot of moms that wake up in the morning and feel like they've come up short in certain areas of their parenting. But one of the things, and I feel that as a father, but one of the things that I've come to realize is that, did you know that your kids are more ready and willing to love you and forgive you than any other person will? Your children are ready to love you. They are ready to forgive you. And I know that if, if there were a Proverbs chapter 32 that described a virtuous man, which interestingly, why does, why does that not exist? I know myself enough that my tendency would be to underemphasize the areas that God has done work in my life and to overemphasize the areas with the widest gap. And so my, my encouragement to you mothers today is don't do that. Allow for yourself to see yourself the way that God sees you. That you are loved, that you are valued, that you are enough, that you are pure, that you are known, that God is ready to carry every single burden that is on your heart, that he is aware of the complexity of your role in society, and he does not expect you to be productive. He does not expect you to bring to him his, your accomplishments. All he wants is your heart. And he wants to remind you that you can live in peace, not because of what you accomplished, but because of what's been accomplished on your behalf. In Jesus, you are accepted and you are whole. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity, God, to remember the unique place that you have established for the role of mothers in our relationships and in our society and in our culture. And God, we thank you for the opportunity to celebrate them this morning as a church. And God, we do recognize that today is heavy for some. But God, I think that's a picture of the big space that mothers fill in our lives. And Father, as much as we celebrate their lives, we do ask, God, that you would bring healing, that you would bring restoration in all the broken areas of our lives. And God, we just thank you. Thank you that today is your day, a day where we get to direct our hearts to you and remember that where there are gaps in our lives, God, your spirit promises to fill every single gap. And so, God, we surrender this to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.